Ah, the sounds of summer. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTIHD Milwaukee. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. I'm tired. Steven, you're just going to have to carry me through the show, man. Oh, you used a golf cart. <laughs> well, and I used the golf... <sighs> I can't help myself. I'm a junkie. I've got a problem. So, played 100 holes on Thursday. It was fantastic. Thank you to everybody out at the blog. We're actually going to be talking about the blog a little bit later in the show with a new segment that we have um, brought to you by Waste Management. But thank you to everybody at the blog, the Mac Fund. Uh, we raised as a group 20 individuals raised over two hundred thousand uh, dollars leading into Thursday's 100 holes ringer events for the Mac fund out at the Bog golf course just got a little bit of rain it was fantastic um, things got a little dicey though but hole 60 I want to say maybe even 55 60 because the Aaron Rodgers news broke I was gonna say did something happen on Thursday <laughs> did I miss it my goodness and so you're playing quickly, like you're pl- you, because you're playing a every nine holes has to be done in like an hour in order to keep pace to get done with the day. So you know we're doing that. So you're not checking your phone a ton. You know you're not you know grabbing your you know maybe as you're driving you're able to kind of grab something and and shoot a text off. But my phone is just buzzing, 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 buzzing. Like what in the world is going? Oh, oh, that little that little <laughs> oh, piece of oh, news. Oh my goodness. So now we're trying to figure everything else out. I'm playing with Greg Matzik, and we're trying to figure out with um, our, our, our temporary director of content, like, okay, what do we do if he gets traded? If, you know, we're going to have these specials show and do all this all while we're trying to play the 100 holes, which, I mean, the 100 holes really isn't the, it's the culmination. It's kind of, to me, like the celebration of the hard work that went in before to, you know, these 20 people raised $200,000, and our reward was... And maybe I'm the only one who looks at it like that because I really enjoyed playing 100 holes in one day, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so that was that was exhausting. And then the next day, I played 27 holes. Yeah, you do have a problem. That's what I'm saying. It's why I love you, Gabe Neitzel. <laughs> but a 127, what did your fiancé say about that? Like, you just spent 100 holes. Yep. Half of it talking about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I know that you were on the air after those 100 holes yep. talking about Aaron Rodgers. Correct. And you woke up the next morning and you looked over and you said, I'm going to go play 27 today. Well, so I didn't, I, I was going to take Friday off. I was. Um, and I had to wake up early. Like Friday afternoon, I was probably just going to nap if I could because I had to be up early. I was here late with our draft coverage that we did on 94.5 ESPN. I was, you know, had to be here early for the morning show on Friday. And then my buddy uh, texted me. He had a cancellation, and he's a member up at Hidden Glen. I love that golf course. Yeah, great golf course. It's a fantastic place. And Friday was a gorgeous day outside. So he's like, hey, you want to play up at Hidden Glen at 1? Good course, good weather. 
yes, say no more. Yeah, so I said yes. We played 18, and there weren't a ton of, surprisingly, there weren't a ton of people out there. So we, we fly through in like three hours, maybe a little bit more than that, and he's like, hey, um, you know, there's another tea time at like 4.15. You want to go for another nine? What am, I mean, I'm already there. I don't want to be rude. I can't say no to the man's invitation. So we went around for nine more. One of my favorite things when I'm playing with my buddies and I finished 18 is like that look that we just give each other. Like, huh, we just played 18 in like three, 315. <laughs> we could maybe like throw a couple of lies to our significant others and say 415. Like, it was a slow day out there. Yeah, what are you going to do? Go do a quick another hour plus. You got 27. Good for you. Well, so How are you feeling? Are you sore? So, I kind of lost it on. I, I played then on Saturday, because I was planning on playing on Saturday morning with some of the guys out at Brown Deer, and I just kind of lost it. Like, I just hit a wall, just couldn't repeat the swing, and threw up a big number on Saturday. Still had a good time with, uh, you know, good people. But Saturday, so I decided to reluctantly take yesterday off. It was a beautiful day. I really wanted to play. I was actually sending out a couple of desperation texts to see if anybody was available for like a late nine yesterday because I can't help so you, myself. You were, not junk- take, you were fully not taking the day off. Well, I mean, I You didn't. just didn't have anybody to golf with you. That's correct. That's correct. But it was probably for the best that I didn't golf yesterday because sometimes you just needed some time away. As much as I love the game, you just need to take a day after playing, you know, 136 holes or whatever Do you it need was. the day for you, or do you need the day to just make sure those around you are taken care of as well? So, the, the situation that I have um, with my fiancé, she usually just asks, what time are you playing this weekend? Like, that's, that's not, the not, point. Not, are, are you, you playing this weekend? No. What time? Let's get the budget over with. Do you set... No, you just continue. I guess, do you, do you set the amount of time, or do you leave yourself some wiggle room? Are you pretty honest um, about it? I'm pretty honest about it, because yeah. usually, I mean, she kind of knows... You have the support, it sounds like, oh, right out of the gates. 100%. That's um, all you can ask for. And again, this is why I'm getting engaged to this. You know, this is why I'm getting married to this woman. This is why I asked this woman to marry me. I just picture because... her saying that sentence to you, and you getting down on one knee right after. <laughs> and that's how this is all playing out in my head. And, and like... I don't know. It's just the way she knows that this is what I absolutely love to do. And she knows that we live in an area that doesn't allow us to do it year round, you know? So in a time where golf is great to get that mental and physical break over the last year and a half, it's been really tough. hundred percent. So she's, I mean, again, she's like really supportive of, Hey, I know this is what you like to do. Um, now, Again, there are times every now and then where we know we've got things we've got going on, so we plan around it. But more often than not, if we don't have plans, she knows that morning on a weekend, Saturday, Sunday morning, I'm going to be heading to the to a golf course somewhere, and it's fantastic. It's she knows that's what I like to do, and she's supportive of it, which is apparently not everybody's situation. Which is why I know I'm very, very lucky in my situation. I am very similar to you in how lucky I am because I, I have a similar conversation. It's almost like an unspoken understanding Mm -hmm. of okay so i know you're playing sunday morning when else are you playing (laughs) that's kind of where we're at sure it's like i need to think about you for the rest of the week now i already know that you have your sunday group or your your guides you want to get out early i like playing early i like getting up getting it done that way by noon we got the rest of the day together Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
That's what I like to do as well. I mean, every once in a while, you can't help it. You got, you know, you have to play if you got an event out at the club or if you if you belong to a golf course. Even you know, with the Brown Deer Men's Club that I belong to, um, I we've got an event, our first major this this week, and it's tee times. It's 120 guys. Who knows when I'm going to be teeing off? So every once in a while that happens. Otherwise, I'm teeing off eight eight thirty at the latest because that's the time to get up. You get it done. You yeah. can have a beer afterwards, and you're home by. 1231 o'clock. Yes. I must give you a little golf clap because I know you are the type of person that will not talk about yourself in what you did on Thursday with the MAC fund. But Gabe Neitzel raised over $8,000 for the MAC fund. And I, sir, give you a golf clap because that is fantastic. And it's great to see that much support. And you said in total, everybody raised over $200,000. I mean, that's what this event was all about. And the fact that you got to play a little golf on the side is pretty cool. Yeah, it's... It's unbelievable the the generosity just to kind of build this this event up a little bit and talk about it because uh, Mike Belusky who who works with the Mac Fund um, kind of runs this thing. He had the idea for it and this was the fourth year that they've done it. I've participated in uh, three of the four years, the last three years, and to get over five hundred thousand dollars for this event in four years is pretty incredible. But as he points out, like we ge- generous donation by the book, they just give us the golf course for the day. Yeah, you know, so we get to go around. It doesn't cost the Mac Fund anything. Tailor made doesn't cost them anything. That you have an option. The twenty of us who played, because we raised this money, you could get a driver, fairway water hybrid wedge, or irons from Tailor Made. Like they set this up. This is what you get as your tea gift. Plus, we got a new bag and a pair of shoes and a dozen ball. It, what Tailor Made does is unbelievable, and they just give that to the Mac Fund. So what the Mac Fund does is they're able to clear so much money from this event because they're not spending anything on these elaborate tea gifts that Tailor Made gives or golf course rental time because the bog just donates that because there are so many people who are behind the Mac Fund and support it. When we raise $200,000 in a single-day event, so much of that goes directly to the research uh, for the fight against childhood cancer. So, um, again, they're going to be back doing it again next year. We always have the right of first refusal, so I'll be back doing it again next year. I can't imagine saying no to 100 holes of golf, um, but it is... I know it's a very hard event to get into. I hope to join you out there as a player next year, but if not, I am already calling dibs on caddying. It is. Um, it's such a great event, and it is a little daunting. I don't know how I've been able to raise the amount I've I've raised. Like I raised six thousand dollars the first year. I raised almost ten thousand dollars last year, and eight thousand dollars this year. Like those are just. Those are stupid numbers. Like I don't understand. Thank you to everybody who has been able to support me and the Mac Fund through this event. Um, I don't know. I, I seriously don't know how I how 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 it gets done, but it does. And the generosity of the people of Wisconsin never ceases to amaze, especially when it comes to something like the Mac Fund and the fight against childhood cancer. So thank you to everybody who supported me, supported Greg Matzik, uh, as as we kind of teamed up this year on, on 94.5 ESPN and WTMJ. But I. That also, because I didn't play golf yesterday, that allowed me to watch a little bit more golf yesterday. And I was cruising through my Twitter feed, and I saw a name that will always get me to watch. That name is John Daly. We'll dive more into that coming up next on The Tee. Back to the course and on The Tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
is one of the first guys from when I was younger that it was literally all about the drive. Right? Everybody wanted to see this guy drive the golf ball. And it just exploded into popularity that I still cannot explain today. And that is today's focus on It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. Yeah, ewaldauto.com, great website to go to. Whether you want to buy a new car, lease a new vehicle, or just need service, ewaldauto.com. John... Daily. Like, there's not going to be, and, and we talk about how much we love golf, and I'll watch the majors on the PGA Tour Champions. You know, you, you catch some of the senior U.S. Open, the senior British Open, senior PGA, some of these different events that they have. But I'm not going to be watching on a week-to-week basis on the about the Champions Tour. Just not. Yeah, I'm with you. However, after the PGA Tour event, and just kind of scrolling through on my couch last night, I see that John Daly's tied for the lead. What do I do? I flip over and I watch the last five holes of John bleeping Daly because he's John Daly. I don't know why I still love him after all this time, but I love John Daly. Is there a player, past presence, other than Tiger, because, I mean, come on, I mean, he's Tiger Woods. Other than Tiger, is there somebody, past or present, that's going to get you... To tune in 800 3776 I wasn't expecting to watch PGA Tour Champions last night, but John Daly and his beard, they got me hooked. He looked like a mix between Gandalf and Santa Claus he was out weird. there. His beard, yeah, he's got a great, great thing going on there. He's got the white shirt, with the rainbow pants. I mean, that, when I think of John Daly, I think of two things. I think of every time I turn on the TV and I'm going to see him, I'm what outrageous outfit is he wearing today? I love it. He's on brand. It's his brand. Yeah. My other John Daly is, I think, to the 2015 PGA Championship at Whistling Straits. <laughs> I, there were so many awesome moments from that tournament, but the one that stands out to me is not Phil like sliding on his butt down, you know, down, <laughs> down the one little, of the dunes. Yeah, one of the dunes. It was John Daly launching his club into Lake Michigan. <laughs> I, I remember mean, that. I, at Channel 12, we did a news story on the people on the boat who caught his iron that were watching from down on the water. That was, without question, my favorite John Daly moment. And to answer your question, I think golf is at a point right now where we have to understand there might not ever be another Tiger or anything like Tiger in the way that one person can turn the dial. Sure. Just like him. There are a lot of guys in my mind that are appointment television to watch. My favorite golfer to watch is Rory McIlroy because I think that he has the skill to do things that other guys on the golf course can't. The other one, and I know this is going to really get under your skin, is Bryson DeChambeau. Because I find myself watching just to see 
not only how far he can hit the ball, but I just feel like he is a ticking time bomb on a golf course. <laughs> and I want to see chaos. He's going to ask for a drop because there might be some fire ants in the area? Yeah, it's he is great drama. He's great television. You might hate his shtick. And I don't know if I even like it, but I want to watch it because I want to find myself getting angry about it. So both of those guys did not play in the Valspar this last week. No. But if you were, because you were, you had a lot of things going on. And, and look, I mean, we love golf, but from the PGA Tour on a week to week, might miss it every yep. once in a while. Didn't watch a ton of Valspar, watched some. And if you got a text or you were scrolling through Twitter at, Four o'clock on Sunday. Hadn't really paid attention to much of the golf. And you saw Bryson DeChambeau is leading. Are you then getting to a TV to flip it? If you see Rory McIlroy is leading, are you getting to a TV and flipping it? Yeah, I think those are the two names that come to mind for me. See, I don't think I'm there with... and, And I enjoy Rory. I don't think I'm there with Rory. Now, if it's a major, I'm probably already watching already. Yeah. But, like, honestly, I think the one guy right now might be Ricky for me. Just because he's been like so long, it used to, and it used to be Spieth, but now Spieth has won again. I don't know if I'd get back to that same point, but because Spieth was so lost in the wilderness, like, and and I did that with a couple of the events that he was playing in earlier this year, where I knew after the third round, like, okay, I got to find a way to watch this because Spieth is either going to blow up or he's going to win, and either way, it's probably going to be entertaining. Ricky Fowler is lost. I mean, he just got an exemption to the PGA, probably shouldn't have. I mean, he's fallen to 111th in the world. But if Ricky Fowler was leading a tournament, just some random tournament on the PGA Tour, because he's been so lost, I think I would want to tune in and watch at least the back nine of, of what he did. Like I yeah, did I, with I think John his, Daly yesterday. I think his story is definitely intriguing, as Spies has been for the last couple of months, because they were so lost for so long. And you're talking about two of the most high-profile young golfers that are a part of this next generation behind Tiger, right? Like, mm-hmm. we want to see guys like Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler succeed because it's good for the game, and it's good for young golfers to see, you know, high-profile guys like that do well. Like, as much as I love the tour, I don't need to see, you know, your 120th-ranked player in the world contending on your weekend. I, see, that's I, always tricky to me, right? Because you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, you know like, like Colin Morikawa just bursts onto the scene. Abe Anser bursts onto the scene. Like, they have an opportunity. Zalatoris burst onto the scene. Like those are great stories. But, but I'm saying week to week, they're not going to get me to. You know, Sam Burns is not going to get me to watch the final round of Valspar. But if so, for example, I've really come to like Max Homa, yeah. who was in contention. He was he was uh, in third place going into yesterday. Did not play well. Think he finished T six. But Max Homa, who won a big event earlier this year, second PGA Tour event that he won at the Genesis. Like, he had to start somewhere. He's kind of a little bit more of a late bloomer. Had a tremendous, you know, amateur career. And had to work his way up. So, like, the first time that he won, which, actually, I believe he won at Wells Fargo um, yes. in 2019. Yeah, he's a defending champ. Because there wasn't one last year. That's right. He's still the defending champ. So, you know, w- with Max Homa. Like, when Max Homa won for the first time, you're probably going, Yeah, who is this guy? But as he continues to build that profile, which started with that event... You know, like, you have to start somewhere. In order to become a big-time guy on the PGA Tour, you've got to start somewhere. So that's where I'm always tricky with, yeah, I don't want to see. Yeah. But I I want to see. Did Sam Burns do something for me yesterday? No, especially because late, like, he he pulled away. Like, he he won by three strokes. I think he was up by four at one point with just a few holes left. 
that didn't do anything. Now, the next time Sam Burns wins, or the next time that Sam Burns wins, when you start building that momentum, then I'll probably tune in a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, and, and maybe I should say it a little bit differently in that Sam Burns at Augusta or Sam Burns at the U.S. Open oh, sure. is a totally different story than Sam Burns at the Valspar. 100%. So like somebody like Will oh, Zalatoris, 100%. I'm now excited to watch him play every single week because I saw the skill set that he brought to one of the toughest courses in the world and the fact that like he has the stones to compete at that level too, just like Morikawa. Well, you know? to that point, I mean, Hideki at Augusta this year. You yeah. know, like, if, if Hideki had won the Valspar, it's like, eh, whatever. You know, yeah. and, and Hideki's even higher profile, right? Like, he's he's had some success. He's fallen off. But Hideki at Augusta, we were locked in. And now that takes Hideki to a new level because he won a major. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that... I, I'll agree with you that Ricky Fowler is a really intriguing name, and that's simply because I just think it's so good for the game. That oh, if he 100%. were if he were to be in contention, I'd flip over. I mean, I'd probably flip over, and either way, but it's a name that catches a lot of attention, and he's earned that because he's a likable guy and he's really good at branding himself. Because and that's the other thing, because you can fall off. So Keegan Bradley was you know finished T two yesterday. Keegan's not a name that you're going to be, even though he's a major champion. And maybe at one point, but he hasn't really done anything in feels like years. Since the Ryder Cup. Since he was Phil's guy at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And that pairing was one of the most exciting to watch. He's so fallen five off. five years ago? I mean, he won a PGA championship. Yeah, but that was back in, what, 2013, 11-ish, I think. Yeah. yeah. 11, 12, 13, yeah. Maybe he won 11 and then Duffner won in 12. PGA gets a little fuzzy for me. But, yeah, I mean, Keegan's just kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah, golf needs its superstars. Oh, it, 100%. It, it needs the top 20 guys to be at least a couple of those names in contention every week. And I think getting back to what we talked about all of last week was you give these guys incentive to play in these tournaments by paying them for their brand. I think you're going to see them coming more week in and week out. Well, you've got one of the bigger events, and really, I, th- I think this is the only big event between, and it's not even a big event, between the Masters and the PGA. This is a, an event, the Wells Fargo Championship, that most of the big names are playing. Yeah. We're going to see Rory for the first time since Augusta. Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas. These guys are going to be teeing it up. Will Zalatoris going to be in this uh, in this one as well. Yeah, so, Ten of the top 15 players in the world yeah. are playing this weekend. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a very good field and probably a last tune-up before the PGA for a lot of these guys. We'll break it down coming up next with our you know with our fantasy golf predictions. We'll take a look at how we did this past week as well. But first, we give you our Kirkle moment of the week. And now it's time for another Cart Girl moment presented by Fairways of Woodside. A foursome of female golfers. They don't seem to appreciate my flirting as much as you guys do. And they also don't tip as well. Hmm. I can't figure out why. I'm so nice to them. This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. 
This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. We need to get hot again. And by we, I mean Steven. He's the only one who's actually picked a winner when we do this each and every week. As we go inside fantasy golf with some predictions right now on the tee. Ed, give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Mail Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Mail. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. We did okay last week. Your guy, Paul Casey, finished T21. My guy, Jason Kokrak, finished T13. I mean, it's good to be inside the top 20 if you're, you know, putting a couple of shekels down or if you, like me, are in a pool where you get to pick one golfer each and every week. And that's kind of where I've uh, I've used this segment, you know, selfishly, kind of telling people who I'm going to probably pick when it comes to making my pick on Wednesday. All my guys have made the cut. That's all I got to say, Gabe. I don't think that's true for me. No, you picked Morikawa and Wolf. That was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was, that was a, a nightmare. nightmare in the Zurich. I already tried to forget about that, and it was only two weeks ago. And they weren't anywhere near the gut line. It was bad. I'm, I look forward to this event. I do like the Wells Fargo Championship uh, at Quell Hollow. Fantastic golf course. They have the green mile, the finish, three very tough holes. Yeah. Who do you like this week at the Wells Fargo Championship? So my Gruber Law Office is one call that's all pick of the week. I had mentioned him as one of the rising stars in the game. It's somebody that whose story I have enjoyed. And he was the most exciting part of the Masters, not named Hideki Matsuyama. And that was Will Zalatoris. And I am going to pick for the second time a young rising star to win the Wells Fargo. In 2019, it was Max Homa. Yep. I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris. He proved that he has the stones on the big stage. He finished second at the Masters. He has five top ten finishes so far this season. And you can finally get exempt and get in the free money that is the FedEx Cup. He's made 13 straight cuts. Only, he's playing really only well. five guys on the tour can say that. that they've made 13 straight cuts. He ranks top 20 in both driving distance and greens and regulation. And I think... He's going to follow up what Sam Burns just did by winning his first PGA Tour event. We're going to have Will Zalatoris holding up the trophy at the Wells Fargo come Sunday. That would be an unbelievable story. Unbelievable story to talk about next week when we're at Aaron Hills. By the way, Aaron Hills opening up next Monday. We're going to be out there doing the show live from one of our favorite places in the state of Wisconsin. That's the Aaron Hills patio. Might have a fescue rescue or two. Or ten. Before the show. Who knows? Who can say? I really, I'm watching this because Rory McIlroy has had some success here. He is the only two-time champion of this event. Has twice set the course record. Now, again, this hasn't happened since 2015, so it's been a while since he's had that he great success. He is due, man. Rory is due. That's what I'm, th- I'm hoping that I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take him though. I don't think. 
Yeah, are you are I'm you psyching edgy. yourself out? I am. Oh, you're so deep in your own head because you're am. so bad at this that you're literally <laughs> psyching yourself out live on the radio. Much like Rory psychs himself out when he finds himself on the golf course recently. Whatever Gabe says, do the opposite. Has not whoever whoever his guy is paired with, take the <laughs> other guy. He has not played since the Masters, so maybe this is a little bit of time off. Kind of get. Are you actually picking Rory? Are you setting this up? Are you building this up? I don't know. So it, the reason why the, the one I really want to take is Justin Thomas. So Justin Thomas, last week he did play at Valspar. He was like first in strokes gained off the tee, first in strokes gained tee to green. Yeah, just but couldn't like, putt. He couldn't putt. Like literally could not make a putt. But I don't know if I want to like save the Justin Thomas pick for a major. Because as I mentioned, this is also selfishly what I'm thinking for the pool that I'm in. So do I want to save JT? Are we doing Survivor style? That's what you I'm and I? My, well, Are we no, deciding no, this on no, the air? We're not doing it that way. That's okay. the way I've been doing it because that's how I've treated this research is kind of double dipping. Like, hey, I can do this for the show and I can potentially okay. benefit it okay. in, my, in my pool as well. So after you name your fifth guy, are you going to make a choice here? Or? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Reed's been playing pretty well. Um, after all that. You're gonna go with Patrick. No, I'm not. I just it was literally just the first name that I looked down on my screen and that was, <laughs> that was down there. I think I think it has to be a long hitter at Quail Hollow. Yes. Seventy-five twenty-one. Seven thousand five hundred and twenty-one yards. It's and a it's a course. par seventy-one. Yeah. That's an outrageously long golf course. It's a big it's a big park. That's why Rory's won. Twice again, the green mile, the the last the closing stretch of the final three holes. It's not. It's it's a tough stretch because of how long it is, uh, especially the closing hole. Very very tough hole. <sighs> you really are picking. You're you're psyching yourself Let's out. Let's do it. We're gonna take Rory. Let's, Let's jump go. on the train. Let's go. The return of McElroy. He's just too damn good, right? Like, He's he too cannot, nice. He I can... love Rory. I'll root for Rory every single week. So. He, Rory, he, needs a, he needs a tour win before a, a majors win. Oh, correct. Kind of like Spieth. Yeah. I jumped on... So, when Rory first came on, I didn't think I really liked him. I didn't. I, didn't. I just didn't like him. I don't know if I was threatened as like, like a Tiger fan. Like, this guy, nah, he's not as good as Tiger. But as I've gotten older and the more I want, I love Rory. First of all, he's the only... He's like the most honest athlete out there. Yeah. He will he will open up, maybe even to his own detriment, but he's always going to give you a great answer with yeah. whatever's going on with him, the game of golf, and I really enjoy that. And he's he, extremely thoughtful. He is. And I think he is what golf wants to be as the next voice of golf. I mean, but, am I still a little bit sour that he is now married to the girl who gave him a ride to the golf course that he somehow made his tea time for in a miraculous comeback for the European Ryder Cup team circa 2012. Yeah, I'm I'm a little sour about that because I wanted Team USA to win. Yeah. But he's, he's a great villain come Ryder Cup weekend. I can't wait to see what Rory is like at Whistling Straits. Because he's got an edge to him oh, at yeah. the Ryder Cup. I mean, him and Patrick Reed... Oh, and in 16, in it was 16 fantastic. was one of the best golf moments that I can recall from from watching the Ryder Cup was them wagging their finger at each other. And I, I want to see that Rory. I want to see that competitive Rory, not the guy who 
you know, just, was plus eight at the Masters and just like just looked like his dog just died. Like yeah. he just looks so lost. He's too damn good, right? He is too damn good for this to keep on going. He is outside the top fifteen in the world for the first time in a decade. If there's a course, it's Quail Hollow. Kind of recapture some magic, get some momentum going. Man, can I change my pick? I'm fired up. He won. He's won at Kiwa Island for the PGA. You know, really start building some momentum for the next major. I'm rooting for you to be right. Man, why am I so bad at this? We've only been doing this for like six weeks. How have I already gotten the reputation of being terrible at this? Rory's definitely missing the cut. <laughs> not going to be good for me. We've got a new segment to debut, plus Steven's got some new equipment in the bag. We talk about it next on the tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Earlier we asked you if there are any current golfers or golfers in the past that are must-watch for you because I watched some PGA Tour champions yesterday because John Daly was in the lead. Didn't end well for our, for the big guy. Rinsed his second shot on 18. Yeah, that it was, was... It was a little disappointing to watch that ball just disappear. And you're going, ah. But that's who John Daly is, man. That's who JD yep. is. It's high drama all the time. Maybe that's why he's always worth watching. Uh, Fred from Bristol hitting us up, 800-990-3776. Current golfer for him is DJ. Former golfer David Duvall, because it was supposed to be him and Tiger every week, and then David Duvall kind of fell off the map. Uh, our own Brian D. getting in on it, saying any of the uh, spring break guys, which would be, if you're not familiar, the, uh, the, the golf uh, spring breakers, you know, 2K, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Smiley Coffin. They were all at a hockey game recently. Yeah, Nashville. I didn't picture Brian D to be a Smiley Kaufman guy. Well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna say the spring breakers, I don't even know is Smiley Coffin still of his card? I can't imagine. I don't right? think so. Is he still on the PGA tour? All right, I'll have to get an answer to that. Maybe Max, you can look that up to see if Smiley Coffin but still I, I has agree. I mean, in, or any the last of those... event that Smiley played in. I will not ever be upset if I saw the names Thomas Spieth or Fowler atop a leaderboard going into a weekend. I mean, if somehow Smiley Coffin still does have his PGA Tour card and he won an event, like the other three are going to go wild for him. Like Ricky famously like stays after every tournament to like congratulate the winner. Can you imagine if it's one of his boys who's been irrelevant for the past how many ever years? Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, all those guys were there when Ricky won in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Because, again, that's something that uh, that Ricky does. Um, so I got to play 100 Holes of Golf. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. If you missed uh, me talking about the Ringer event with the MAC Fund, you can check it out with uh, Wisconsin On Demand later tonight. But we also have a new segment here on the tee where we're going to be breaking down a different course. We're excited to do this because there is so much good golf in the state of Wisconsin. Unbelievable golf. That we're going to be breaking down some different courses and, and, and kind of going over some different courses each and every week. And it's brought to you by Waste Management. Fescue. Hole placement. Dog legs. Hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. 
And today we're going to break down the bug. A fantastic golf course just north of Milwaukee. Hop on 41, get off on 33. You'll be there in no time in Shockville. It's the only Arnold Palmer standalone golf course in the state of Wisconsin. Arnold Palmer designed. I've heard stories about when Arnie was there, when they opened the course. It's a fantastic golf course. If you haven't had an opportunity to play, and the great thing about the bog as well is is even at the, the peak prices for being an Arnold Palmer designed golf course, the price isn't terrible. No, it's not. It, and the thing I love about the bog is every time I go there, I know that I'm getting a well-maintained golf course for a public course. Like you can play it at any time of the year. Except wet days gets a little buggy. Well, I mean, you get back in those woods. It's called the bog. So, <laughs> like I me, mean, it's not like they don't warn you. You know, yeah. you're you're aware that this course there are going to be some wetlands and some mosquitoes and bugs because that's where they Very live. Very true. But the thing I like about the bog is that it is as good of a test as some of the top 100 golf courses that we have in the state of Wisconsin. It is so penal off of the fairway. Like, there's oh, yeah. not a lot of room in the rough at the bog. I personally love the challenge every time I go out there. The fact that if you're not straight, oh, boy. No, and it opens with a very much a handshake par 5 where yeah. you can spray it around a little bit. I mean, there's some you have to hit it way left to get yourself in trouble, and it's a short par 5, great birdie opportunity, but then it just it kicks you in the face with the second hole. It, I mean... I have played in a lot of golf outings because they do outings really well there. Yeah, that's where we do every the, the last handful of years yeah. we've done the uh, ESP Milwaukee Open presented by Delzer Lithograph out there. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure, have a discussion about golf outings in one of these shows. But I am 100% the – there are no rules when I'm playing a, a golf outing. Like, I am trying every shot that I do not have in my bag, and that is very penal at the bog. I have lost a lot of golf balls at the bog. I will never put my name on a golf ball because you will find them all at the bog. The back nine gets really hard. Yeah. The first two holes are all right, and then... A couple of tricky blind shots. The 12th hole is probably the hardest short par four I've ever played. Because you're hitting... If you haven't played out there, if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's this dog leg right where you're just hitting... I mean, if... Depending upon the tee you play, you're probably hitting like a 200 to 220 yard shot. Just down this dog leg to this little flat area. Yep. But now you're looking at an 80 to 90 yard shot to an incredibly narrow green. Like, you have to be. It's like a football field narrow. Like, in a rectangular. You know, you, yes. you, you pretty much, you have 10 yards to work with for depth of that green. Oh, not, not even. Like, if you hit it 10 yards, if you hit it exactly 10 yards past it, like, you're in a spot in this collection area that's yeah. it's impossible to get up and flop. down. You just need, yes, you need to have the perfect control of your approach shot from about 80 to 90 yards, and that can be tough for a lot of people. That's an incredibly hard hole. 16 and 17 are kind of quirky, par 4, par uh, par 5 on the back nine. But overall, it's a great golf course. It's a great experience, and as you said, it's a tough test, but it's a fair test at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's one of those courses that you'll probably play the majority of the 14 clubs you have in your bag. Like, it's going to ask you to use... Just about, like I mentioned on the short par four, you're not going for the green if you're a big hitter like I am. I'm probably hitting driver. <laughs> Just kidding. Because you can't go for the green there because of, again, the, the way the, the hole is shaped, but you're hitting plenty of non-drivers off the tee. You'll hit some long irons off the tee, different approach shots, different length par threes. So it's, you know, some courses you play where it seems like three of the four par threes are like the same yardage. Yeah. yeah. 
Not the case at the bog. Wide variety, three, four different uh, types of par, uh, par fours, or excuse me, par threes out there. It's it's a fun, fun test. It's a fun place to play a hundred holes. But as you mentioned, I'm very thankful uh, of my guy Bluey over at uh, Nitro Golf for supplying me with some golf balls. Yeah. Woo. How many did you lose? Enough. I probably lost over the course of a hundred holes. I probably because again, you start. Losing it for a little bit, then you start trying to be too aggressive on some shots where you shouldn't be aggressive. I probably lost 15 or so golf balls, 15, 16, 17, something like that. I'm trying to do the math in my head if that's, like, solid. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'd ideally like to lose less than that. Yeah, ideally, I'd I'd like to play with one golf ball for 100 (laughs) holes. I mean, I I understand I'm not going to do that for 100 holes. Hey, but you made 10 birdies. I did make 10 birdies. I did make 10 birdies. I was a man of my word, too. Yes, you did. I donated for every birdie that Gabe made. I certainly appreciate that. And I hope that people can still go back to the link, find you on Twitter, and continue to donate. They can. To uh, the, the page is still up. You can find it at Till 16 if you'd uh, like to donate to the Mac Fund uh, for the 100 holes of golf. Can I tell you what uh, I got this weekend? Yeah, because I didn't get mine. My brand new shiny driver just arrived sat in my bag. I was going out just to hit golf balls the other day. Sure. And I walk up there and there's just a new driver sitting in my bag. It was like Christmas. <laughs> Had the nice little head cover on it. So I was going to go hit and right now I'm at Wisconsin Club and it's mats only. Don't love to hit off mats. But I just wanted no. to swing and just you know try and figure some stuff out. I saw the brand new driver in my bag and I went right to the first tee and I said I will not hit my first driver from the practice range. I'm going right to the tee box. So when it says mats only, I don't know what the mat situation is at Wisconsin Club, but it was mats only for the warm up at the bog. And yeah, you might be going. You played 100 holes. What do you need to warm up for? Again, I, I have a disease where I just want to make sure you know you want to you want to try to kind of hone it in a little bit before you head to that first tee, which for me was tee num- tee box number seven. Gabe's just going to score. <laughs> And it was mats only, but to hit a couple of drivers, you go in front of the mat. Do you do that at Wisconsin Club yes. if you want to hit some drivers? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, don't, I never know what the protocol is there. I play enough there. golf that I'm not taking divots out of like the no. fresh grass. Yeah, with on a driver. A, with a driver. Uh, no, I, 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 I also move off the mats okay. when I'm hitting driver. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that but on the record. I don't see, and that's the thing. Like I would assume because usually. Most places don't have that rubber tee that comes up. And if they do, it's usually only set up for a righty and it doesn't work for me as a lefty. So I just, okay, I'll just tee it up right here and it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know if that's acceptable or not. I haven't for all these years. Nobody's yelled at me, but I don't know if anybody's Don't ask seen. for permission, Gabe. Oh, no. You, you ask for forgiveness. Yes. So are you hit, did you hit this? You had a SIM 2 in your bag, but it wasn't yours. It wasn't your shaft. No, they kind of rigged up a makeshift one once I decided to purchase it. But TaylorMade was a little back-ordered. And so it took about six weeks for it to get in. And I just wanted it by early season. And let me tell you one thing. We've spoken many times on this show about how I'm not a long hitter. Sure. I just wanted to get like another 15 yards. I realized seems like a more l- than ever that my swing problem was not about the driver I was using. It was about my shaft. And... Which is I was, the case for a lot of people. The shaft by the is way. like eighty percent of your golf. Hundred percent. These the, the the different heads that they have, they're a little bit different each and every year. 
Um, I saw a pro do um, like a difference between an M1, which is like 2016, 2017, yeah. four or five years ago, and a new Sim 2. Like the head of the driver itself, not much difference. It's all in the shaft. Yeah. And, and the shaft that I had designed was a high spin shaft and it was just a stock shaft I've, i had only ever bought stock stuff with new clubs that i had bought this is the first time i got fitted for a driver and my problem is that i was generating so much backspin on the ball game my driver anywhere. was leaving divots in the middle of the fairway think about that <laughs> you're supposed to turn your up. ball over yeah so like i was carrying the ball like 230 and i was happy about that but my drive was 229 <laughs> hopping back a yard i was literally like flopping my driver <laughs> So I finally was able to get the right shaft that matched my swing speed and my attack angle. All these analytics that I looked at on a track man once I got fitted, which is way too many numbers. Like golf is already hard enough. You don't need to put a bunch of statistics in your head as I'm well. On like I'm starting to angle. understand some of those. Yeah, don't get it's, there. It's a, it's a dark, dark place. But I it is figured but it's so out, much fun. It is. Again, it, yeah, it's problem. addicting. Yeah, go play another hundred. <laughs> And so I finally got the right numbers that I was looking for. I got down to like closer to 2,000 spin rate. Oh, that's perfect. And first drive I hit was probably 280 yards. And I said, we're playing a different game, ladies and gentlemen. Max, our guy's hitting it. He's turning into Bryson DeChambeau (laughs) over here. Whoa. Yep. Just watched a little Bryson video, got myself fired (laughs) up. up. Did the Bryson DeChambeau workout videos that I've been watching on Instagram. Do you and do the breathing before you hit tee shots now? The <laughs> If I ever do that, <laughs> I give you full permission to smack me in the face. Man, I can't wait to play with you now. I want to see, see big hitter Steven step up. Cool, yeah. We can only build like a strip mall instead of like four Walmarts between our two balls. But no... I'm, it's such a difference when you're going from like hitting a seven iron on your second shot to hitting a pitching wedge or a nine iron. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, well, I'm I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. Hit I mean, that I can certainly. Wedge. I can certainly still screw it up from that distance. But man, I am so. I'm just every time that club comes out of my bag, it's just a, a sheer excitement. Like, what can I do next? It's a new shiny toy that I have for the summer. We can get more into equipment and how often you update your equipment. Kind of ran out of time today. And we'll get an update to see if Steven is still going to be in the honeymoon phase. First ball I hit, I'm going to top it off the tee with you. 100%. Can't wait. We'll be back again next week. This has been On the T.